Everybody likes a giveaway. Ooh, who doesn't? Yeah. I like a giveaway. Shop Tour Bus likes a giveaway. Everybody's got room for a giveaway. Tell me about the giveaway okay. Shop Tour Bus. So, um, Dead to the Core giveaway. It is designed to shower a deadhead in love. The good old Grateful Dead has created a community for many of us that lets us experience the love that life has to offer and plays the songs that fill the air. May we all be reminded that without love and a dream, it will never come true. This is true. And the winner of this giveaway is going to receive four different items to shower them in some forever grateful love. So head over to Shop Tour Bus's page and click on the view shop and uh, see what they got going on and how to enter that. Oh, okay. And hey, while you're at it, get yourself a grateful, some Grateful Dead inspired merch because they make the coolest stuff on the digital lot anywhere else period and when you're checking out use the promo code no simple road all one word and you're going to get free shipping from our friends over at shop tour bus no simple road is stoked to have sunset lake cbd back with us as our sponsor sunset lake is the real deal if you've looked around trying to find cbd and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do this is the place you need to go They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. No Simple Road. Yeah, here we go. And we're back with another episode of No Simple Road. What's up? No Simple Road family, it's Aaron. This is Mel. And it's Apple. And it's a Friday and we're here with you and our guest. This Friday on No Simple Road is the one, the only. Bobby the, Vega. The, the man of many talents. Yes. Including making us laugh and playing <laughs> the hell out of that bass. Yes, he has played with some incredible friggin people including Jerry Garcia, Sly Stone, uh Joan Baez, Santana, Booker T, um I mean Melvin Seals, Billy Preston, Bob Weir. He's he actually played with Zero and plays with Kimok. He played with Mickey Hart and Merle Sanders and High Noon. And I he, mean, yeah. his pedigree is miles long. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I just wanted to say I'm looking very forward to listening to this one, just like all you out there. 
And Bobby, I'm sorry I wasn't here for the interview. You're dope, man. <laughs> yeah, he really is. What's What's the band name that you said he's in? It, it, this was back in like 2022. Just looking at his Instagram, he played it with the band uh, called Kind Bud and the Joint. That's <laughs> I think. Yeah, and it was a tribute to uh, Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter music. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. I I think that's my favorite band name I've ever heard. <laughs> kind but I, 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 I love it and you know bobby that definitely fits the personality of the gentleman that oh, we yeah. had this conversation with yeah it, it, this is a a very interesting human being so his with, cd is called what you got and it is a conglomeration of all these different types of music and dope songs that he came up with and it was really fun talking to him. It it's this is one of those that came to us through Dennis McNally, and we got the CD in in the mail, and I think Mel took the CD and listened to it in her car. Yep. And she came home from work and was bumping stereo as she pulled into the garage, and she got out and she was like, "That Bobby Vega CD is awesome." And I was like, it's dope. Really? I haven't heard it yet. And then and Apple then, took and then it. And I took it and it stayed in my car for a while. I and think it was one of the last CDs I had in my in my car. Yeah, was, and and everybody's telling me how awesome it is. And then finally I got to hear it. I was like, oh wow. All right. Like can't wait to have him on the show. So Bobby, thank you for spending some time with us and having a wonderful conversation with Mel and I. Yeah, it was um, a blast. If you uh are interested, everybody, the um what you got is out now everywhere. Little Village is the record company that put it out and it is all out on all the streaming platforms as well. But I, I would say it, you should order one of the CDs so that Bobby can and have a few if, dollars in his pocket. If you're interested, Bobby also teaches lessons uh, via Skype and he is in San Francisco. So his Instagram is Bobby underscore Vega 1956. I mean, and, I just say to, you can go over there and you can go over there and see what he's up to because he he plays in another band called Minus Linus and the Dirty Blanket with Tim Alexander, the drummer from Primus. He, he's got a lot going on. <laughs> say that one again, Apple. Minus Linus and the Dirty Blanket. Oh, okay, I get it. So like without Linus and the Dirty Blanket, but it's still Peanuts. Yeah. Okay, I get it. All right. I like, I like that name too, but I still like Kind Bud and the Joints better. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to do the business and get you to this amazing conversation with a living legend, actually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't take that lightly. It's a, it's a great honor to have folks like this come and sit down to have a conversation with No Simple Road. And Bobby, I hope you know how much we appreciate it. So, All right, here we go. Follow No Simple Road at No Simple Road on all the social media platforms. Guess where? At No Simple Road. Makes sense. Go to our website and see all the things that are on the web that have to do with No Simple Road, like our calendar of events. Merch. Our merch. Our uh, um, tarot readings that we do. Yeah, I, I can remember things. Mel and I do tarot readings, and you can That's sign right. up through our website. There is also a psychedelic therapy tab up there, and you can go up there and click on it and check Get out. Get some info on that. On uh, Myself Wellness down in Florida. Go over to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can support us monetarily. There is a whole community happening over on Patreon with ad free early episodes. You're getting uh, 
picks from Connor from the Grateful Dead world. You're getting Andrew's picks. You're getting coffee stuff with me. Apple's things. Weed Mel's doing things, tarot movie cards. Things for me. It's it's a whole Michigas going on on <laughs> Patreon, and I feel sad if you're not a member. You can go over and sign up for free and check out everything that's going on, and then be like, Yo, you know what? I'm gonna throw these cats a dollar a month patreon.com yeah, be part of it forward slash no simple road that's how you do that you can call 971-808-1524 that is the no simple road tepid, tepid line. line you could actually for now for the for the foreseeable future i am going to call it the david from california line <laughs> and, uh, that is how you got three minutes it's our it's our uh voicemail and you can call and say anything you want within reason and we will play it on the show so call 971-808-1524 then what else we need a review on apple, apple podcast, podcast from you if you're new to no simple road and you've been listening for a little while and you have not left us a review on apple podcast first of all could you do that for us we'd really please, appreciate it please it helps other people find out about no simple yeah. road and it makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside like like teddy bears are jammed inside our chest cavities. Don't you want to make us feel like that? Mm, but the most important thing that you can do, as we always ask, is to tell somebody you love about the show. And you know what? Even if there's somebody you don't like and you really like the show, maybe telling them about the show will make them a better person. Spread the mycelial network of No Simple Road. And that is the business, everybody. Are you ready to get to the interview with... Bobby Vega, who I played am. with Jerry Garcia and Jefferson Starship and Santana and all the things. All the you name, yeah, things. you name it. All right, here we go. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Bobby, Bobby Vega. There's naughties. Yeah. What is this? Oh, shit. Sorry. You could, you could shit all you want. It's fine. Really? You oh, re- my God. What kind of show is this? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to find yeah, out. Yeah. We're jumping in both feet, man. <laughs> Who agreed to, to, to do this, Bobby? Was it you? <laughs> well, I mean, 
supposed to have fun. It shouldn't be so starchy. No, yeah, right. We agree. A thousand percent agree. You know what I mean? It's like, heck, you know, help me if. Bobby, how you doing, man? My name's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Good to meet you. And my name is Mel. Bobby, thanks for coming on today. Have you ever wanted to be the headlight on a northbound train? Hell have yeah. You? But you just didn't have the fuel to make it happen. Yeah, sometimes that does happen. Yeah. Where our, can I get some fuel? Our <laughs> friends over at Northbound Coffee Roasters have just the thing in store for you. They are a family-owned and operated coffee roastery in Mount Shasta, California with a combined 22 years of coffee experience and over 600 Grateful Dead shows between the two of them. I wonder if that makes them better coffee roasters. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That makes us better people. Oh, yeah. Proprietors Keith and Jen pursue top quality coffees to provide for their customers. Northbound Coffee Roaster specializes in specialty organic coffees with a wide variety of roast profiles, blends, and single origin offerings to match the taste of anyone who enjoys a quality cup of coffee. And their new medium roasted Sumatra blend is from an all-women producer group, which is rad. And also they got one more exciting thing going on. They just announced the other day that they are now the proud sponsor and underwriter of the Grateful Dead Hour. And no simple road. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to head over to northboundcoffee.com to learn more and place your order today. They ship anywhere in the U.S. and their coffees are always roasted to order to guarantee that it's actually fresh. Like none of that stuff in the grocery store with no roast date on it. This is like real coffee. When you check out, use the promo code No Simple Road. No Simple Road. And you're going to get free shipping on your first order of any size anywhere in the U.S. And make sure you sign up for the newsletter for additional discounts and other fun stuff coming from our family over at Northbound Coffee Roasters. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, heck, thanks for having me. We yeah. were, we're super stoked to talk to you, man. It's uh, it's an honor. You have quite the, the life's work in yeah. front of you and behind you, man. <laughs> See no evil, hear no evil, huh? so bobby let's let's start with the new album yeah what you got for us what you got what you got well that's what that's what it's about it's like that's all i had (laughs) you know i mean i woke up and i'm five decades past 17 oh god oh wow so if you look at it like that you go whoo mac and cheese because you know it, it goes by really quick Without saying, tell me about it. To, uh-uh. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow or not tomorrow? Day after tomorrow is yes. my fifty-second birthday. Oh, look at that! You see, I made it. Uh, well, you know, like growing up through different times. Without trying to say, oh, we used to walk through the snow to school. <laughs> the who said, "I hope I die before I get old." You know, it sounds like Cheech and Chong now. Yeah. And so back then, people were going, I hope I die before I get old. It's like, man, they have no idea that they're going to be aunts, uncles, right? Mothers, fathers, right? And then so on. And I'll go like this because it ain't for everybody. No, definitely. My dad used to say, getting old is not for the faint of heart. Okay. My grandmother, my grandmother, Mary, she, she was really great. She, she said a lot of things. And one of the phrases she used to go, how about that shit, Robert? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, but, what she, but what she would say, 
I said, Grandma, how, how are you doing? She goes, Robert, getting all these shits. <laughs> it it, it and, and is. So and then some people say some days are better than others. So you just have to just, you know. Well, I mean. I guess it just depends on how old you get. <laughs> you know. You know? No, I don't know because the longer I live, the less I know, but I've seen a lot. Ooh. That's the truth. Ooh. That okay, is. so wait, I'll see this. Wait. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, wait, yeah. there you go. Oh, oh yeah. we can see it, that oh, hair? shit. What? Okay. That was me at 17 playing, I'm playing with slime. Wow, <laughs> that <laughs> hair. I love, I love the outfit. You look great. It's not an outfit, man. That's how you fucking dress. Outfit. What do you, what, what, you know, the way that you make this sound, it's like, you, you know, it's like, that was what you did. It wasn't an accessory. Right. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Without saying anything now, nowadays, if your guitar matches your socks, woo. <laughs> Bobby, you've been in the scene for so long. Like, what are some of the big changes that you've seen over time Shit. in in the industry? Look, 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 look in the mirror. Uh, <laughs> besides, like, besides the white and the gray. <laughs> not, no, not you. I mean, I'm sorry. Please. I mean, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I just mean because you said something really, you know, pertinent just now about, you know, like your age you back then it wasn't an outfit you guys were just getting dressed and getting on but nowadays there's so much nuances to everything we interrupt this program with an important news bulletin take care of your head your head's important very important one of the ways that you can take care of your head is through one of our fantastic sponsors melt premium mushroom chocolates mushroom chocolates you say that's right wow mushroom chocolates okay and guess what they got a brand new flavor what, what's the flavor apple tell us it's quinoa puff crunch. quinoa crunch yeah okay i thought you were gonna say quinoa punch that'd be huh. disgusting so try that one and the other flavors i think there's about nine other flavors and if you don't like that, they also have capsules now. Yep. Every bar comes with four grams of their sacred mushroom blend, along with other adaptogens and functional mushrooms. And they ship anywhere in the U.S. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Instagram and follow at Melt Mushrooms, M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H-R-O-M-S, and shoot them a DM. Tell them that No Simple Road sent you. And you are going to get, buy one, get one half off from our family over at Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. Don't hesitate. Take care of your head. That's right. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Well, that's the whole thing is, what do you see? What does it mean to you? What are you being fed or what do you think is what's cool or whatever? And back a long time ago, I won't say a long time ago, you just did what you did. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what you didn't think about it. I mean, I didn't. I'm sorry. Because some people do plan out things. Right, right. I was, I was just in the moment. And you just had what you had. And you made the best of what you had or what you got. Right. So is this right. career just based on being in the moment for X amount of years? Or was there at some point where you were like, I'm, I'm doing this? Okay. Some people, you know, um, I've learned my art and I, I use the term loosely because they say a musician, but then if you look at it, it is art. Mm-hmm. It depends on which level, but anything, it doesn't matter. So I learned how to play by accompanying people's stories, whether they sung or did a solo. It was up to me to accompany them so they can tell their story. And that's what music usually is. It's about a story. Yeah. Right. And then 
what's behind it, you know, bang, or, you know, whatever. It's, it's the emotion. So how do you accompany that? So how, you support that so somebody can tell their story. So that's how I learned how to play in my time. What, what age were you when you started playing? I always wanted to play, but I, I think it was probably in junior high school when I, you know, started to see things and, and go, wow, that's what I wanted to do. Or that looks really cool. Or that's really fun. And it became a passion, just like if you played basketball or baseball or if you collected baseball car or whatever that you were into. And then uh, after a while, you're just hooked on it. Yeah. It's oh. almost like being a vampire. I'm bit. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. It's not about money or this or that. It's because, you know, in the long run, it's my go-to. It's my, it's, it's my happy spot or my therapist. Mm. So if everything's going crazy or whatever, if I have my guitar and just go like this and go and play, I'm okay. The uh-ohs go away. And so that, that becomes the most important thing. I would imagine. I don't think I've ever put anything in as far as saying it's really important. It, it was just part of the thing that I didn't know about that. And now I can look back and go, Oh, that's what that is. Cause I didn't know what that, oh, that was. makes sense. That Why makes- I liked it or loved it. Right. I didn't even know how much I loved it or liked it until now. Oh, wow. Cause I feel like Forrest Gump. <laughs> now I, but I know what love is. Or at least for me. <laughs> Yeah. You you said that, you know, in junior high school, you saw some stuff that, that made you go, Oh shit, I want to do that. Like, what was it that flipped your switch that you saw? Do you remember? Well, there's bunches of different things, you know? Um, some people always say, you know, like you're, and you've heard this before. Oh, when I saw the Beatles, that was it on that song. Right. Yeah. For me, I just want, Oh, wow, I want to get some Beatles cards. <laughs> I didn't say I want to play guitar. <laughs> I didn't go, oh, the girls really dig them. That's what I'm going to do. You know, I didn't know. I was so young. I just went, all right. You know, because there was so much other music going on for me that there was um, the Bay Area or San Francisco. But I say the Bay Area just because I think the whole Bay Area has a sound. It's not just one place. It's not just Oakland, San Francisco. It's like Palo Alto, El Cerrito. Uh, I'll, I'll be leaving places out, but all over the Bay Area, right? Just like you said, Minnesota, the the, the, the lakes or the Tri-Cities or whatever. It's that, there's a whole Bay Area sound. And if you go backwards, you see, okay, Sly, Santana, Big Brother, Jefferson Airplane, uh, Quicksilver. And you can keep on and on. And Grateful on and Dead. On. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and like, because if you leave... If, if you don't mention, you're leaving people out. Right. It's just like, if you say, I'd like to thank you. And how many people did you already leave out? Yes. And then all of a sudden they're all butthurt. And guess what you are now? <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. When you were just, you were, you just got an award for being amazing and now you suck again. <laughs> or when it, as though it mattered, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? do, yeah. Do, you, so, do you think that there's, that's Bay Area sound is still alive? It, it changes just like everything else, just like the Bay Area has, just like every other place. Mm. I mean, at different times, right, of observations, every state had a sound 
and not just musically. Mm. Like, hey, what you doing? Man, I ain't gonna be doing that shit. Hey, fuck you. You know, there's different tones and slang. Mm-hmm. And the music was like that too. Oh, because yeah. New York had a sound. Yes. Right? Yeah. This had a Florida, New Orleans. Right. Here we go again. And then I'd be leaving people out. Mm. Oh, man, what about Philly? All right, Philadelphia. Oh, man, what about Tulsa, Oklahoma? Right. Leon Russell, the right. Gap Band, right. The Wilson Brothers. Right. There's so many, you know, Nebraska, da, da, da. there's so many people. And they all for a while had their individual sounds of their uh, soil or their country or the, in, in our country. Mm-hmm. Right. We- that how, how do you pick the uh, is that through so that the the musician or the artist that's bringing that sound forward are they being in, are they being inspired by like like we were just mentioning the artists that are bringing up those sounds you know like leon bridges all that are they like picking no. up that sound from their environment is that no i mean in other words everybody we're without trying to say it, if, you, if i go backwards you know Okay, here's the United States. To me, the United States, we just had more grazing area. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, what is freedom? Well, what's, what's on your 13th floor? Yes. How free are you? How, how, where, is your parents, your neighborhood, are yeah. you, you know, the city or the town or how the people are? It, and that's what all just keeps on going counterclockwise or clockwise, whatever, which way you are like a gyroscope. <laughs> which way is it going? Yeah. I don't know. And part of me, I care, but I can't pay attention to it because then I'm going to get lost in what? Yeah. In the, in some rabbit hole that, yeah. yeah. So, so my observation of music is back and I don't want to say, Oh, in the day, because it, you can go whatever time that you want to go to, because then it's all, it's relevant. It's changed. And now, okay. Before, in your backyard, okay, I was born and raised in San Francisco. So how good are you in your area code or your city? Mm-hmm. Okay, how good are you after you leave San Francisco? How good are you compared to somebody in San Bruno or Oakland? Because I played basketball. Okay. Right? So when I was in fifth grade, I played basketball, and we won city championship, San Francisco championship. And then we went to California championship. Well, guess what? There's all these other states, too. Right. So in music, it's the same kind of way. San Francisco has, to me, was like a town that had all these neighborhoods and everybody was into something, right? There, at, at one time in, in San Francisco in the 60s, right, in the early 70s, there was KYA, KFRC, the AM stations. Mm-hmm. And then there was KFRC and K, I mean, KDIA and KSOL, which were the soul stations. And if you want to look at it, you can say, oh, soul train and American bandstand, without oh. trying to say yeah, yeah, I got you. At that same time in the 60s, there was a thing, station called KSAN. And KSAN is the one that brought the FM radio in that was on FM. But the difference was they played studio tracks, not the commercial tracks. Oh, right? okay. So, so they, they would play the Almond Brothers, Led Zeppelin, the Grateful Dead, right? Yeah. Big Brother. Because the, the regular stations, the AM stations, weren't, right? It was still uh, American Bandstand, Soul Train, Casey mm-hmm. Kasem, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
solid gold and the solid yes. gold answers. Yes. <laughs> and the disco duck and all that other. <laughs> and it's bad because it doesn't matter. It's like watching uh, Roger Rabbit, you know, which one's Toontown and which one's the mm. real world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I have to say though, the Bay area sound, what happened there created quite the ripple in the world around us. That scene back in the late sixties, early seventies, that was the Bay area scene. Influence that influenced culture in a really significant hardcore kind of a way that's still going on right now. Well, I'm glad that you said it, not me, because then I was, oh, well, you know, this is what happened. And it's like, no, man, you know, because everybody's truth is their reality. Mm-hmm. And everybody's reality is their truth without trying to be wrong or right. Right. And so why argue about it? True. Or debate, you know what I mean? Like, go do it. Then. Well, I mean, that's what you did. Well, I, yeah, because I was too dumb to know about something else. I just went and did it. You know, if if I look, if you looked at the time that it took me to do it, if I took a an egg and I said, "Oh, hard boiled it," I held it to a light bulb, and it's <laughs> hard boiled because that's how long it took to gather stuff. Well, I mean, but how do you go from, you know, the kid that is learning to play to playing with Sly and Santana? Well, I, I've, it's called, I guess, you know, all by myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when people were stealing cars or robbing somebody, it was time for me to go, oh, I got to go. And, and then I go home and I play my bass mm-hmm. in the bathroom because I didn't have an amplifier. And that's where it was loud. Mm-hmm. So when people were doing things, I was putting myself into my instrument and I didn't know that now I do but mm-hmm. back then you know all the stuff that people go oh man that was so bad now it's not messed up that's part of your DNA that's building so stuff when I play now I'm fortunate enough I feel that my feelings or emotions come out of my instrument Ooh, okay was right. is that so is that something that can be learned is that is that something is that talent or is that something that can be learned no, you know what? I think there's different levels because there's a thing called it. Yeah. See it, whether it's a horse, whether it's a flower, whether it's a piece of art, it's it. And okay is okay. And great's great. And good's good. But when you see it, and you never know when you'll see somebody play and go, man, I can't say anything. If you say anything, you might go to jail or they'll stone you, right? Because you says, and then you see them years later and you go, man, what happened? Holy shit. It's almost like they were in a cocoon and they came out a butterfly and they were just this ugly duck. You never know when that's going to cross or when it comes out. And, and, and there's no right way or wrong way. There was a lot of times where, let's say, for instance, observations, a lot of people if you want to play the blues, you got to live the blues. Mm-hmm. So people were drinking, just like a lot of people were doing heroin ish. Suppose you, if you look at all the documentaries for jazz, are trying to sound like different people to emulate mm-hmm. that sound, right? And so there were, you know, and you have to find your balance, right? And and that's what it is. So 
I think I'm lucky where I'll knock on wood. Hold on. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. It's nice. But, yeah. So because I learned what not to do by watching people doing what they did. <laughs> that That's the best way to learn. Yeah, no. Well, there's, there's two ways. There's many ways, right? Because if you have a mentor that you can believe in and they can guide you, that's really cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they'll look out for you. But the other thing is on-the-job training. And there is no right or wrong. about. Now, when you take notes, I'm going to do a book. You know, we're, We'll use the notes and we're going to get yeah. together. She's, oh, yeah. I always take notes, Bobby. <laughs> Otherwise, we forget. No, no. Because, you see, I did some recon on y'all. I, I went on YouTube. I said, Oh, that's these motherfuckers. Okay, wait. <laughs> oh, wait, she does this. Oh, he does that. The other dude sits over there in the corner. All right, let me see. Yeah. Oh, well, Apple's not here today. He, we, we, we're, you're well, getting... No, I know. Watch. It's like when you see somebody play a gig. That's not how they play. You see them play with other people. They do other things. You never know who's doing what. But I'm just saying that I went on YouTube and said, oh, okay. Check this out. So, Bobby, it, and you and you still agreed to come on. Yeah. You still agreed to come on. I after can't that? believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, the the time that you came up in, there was a lot happening, and you said, you know, you learned what not to do by watching what people did. It, it seems like growing up and coming up in the music scene during that time, there was a lot of um, temptation around, a lot of ways that you could fuck yourself up. Well, there's many ways to get to Sesame Street. Pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but if you want to go to Sesame Street, that is. Well, that's, you know, yeah. well, what is success? Or what are you trying to do? You know what I mean? How many people knew what they were trying to do? There were how many people were in a band, let alone the manager and the business managers guiding the thing, right? With all so, you know, how do you pick one? So how do you figure out what to do or not to do? After this long of a career, what does success mean for you? Being alive and being able to enjoy my friends that I actually care about that care for me. Wow! So it doesn't even have anything to do with your career success no because that's in the rear view mirror it's like mm. you know i'll play a gig and somebody will go man that was great how you know what'd you feel and i go i don't know it's like an auto race because it goes like this mm-hmm. it's going by you when you go to play i'm not looking at the audience i'm playing up there and i'm in the moment i'm not playing improvisation but i'm catching everything that's going on so it's always changing up and it goes can go different ways can I remember what happened? No, it goes by. And after the adrenaline wears off, I might be able to run back to tape in my head. But as it first come on, I'm going like this after it's over because the adrenaline. Wow. And that- after, having, after the COVID thing, because there wasn't a lot of playing and I didn't play a lot. When I started to play some gigs, I started to realize that how much is adrenaline. Mm. I wonder if that's a thing you, that you get addicted you, to. I'm sorry, go ahead. I wonder if that's a thing you get addicted to. I don't think, I don't know if it's addictive or not. It's like love. Mm. You know what I mean? Or anything else. You know what I mean? Like smoking a cigarette, right? That ain't easy to start. No. No. That's some nasty stuff. I mean, but you know what? After you get to it, though, it's like, oh, so, you know, who knows? Like, but who knows? (laughs) 
it's a it's a thing that we've talked to a lot of musicians about this thing that we're talking about right here about like you know you you don't even know while you're on stage while it's happening if what is going down is good or bad there's no judgment in the moment the moment is happening and you're in it and you're just doing the thing that you've done it it just depends on where your mind's at oh okay different people have different outlooks true and a lot of people won't even tell you how they really feel cuz they won't know or they don't want you to know that's wow. a good point. Yeah. That it, is a good point. Is there is there moments from your career that stand out in your head as like mountaintop moments for you like you know playing with this person or that person or you know something that you were you're like I I can't believe I got to do that. Yeah, once there's a bunch of different times. One time uh I was on stage with Etta James and Solomon Burke, and I played at, at the, um, what was that? that? I call it the House of Blues, House of Blues mm-hmm. in L.A., right across the street from the Riot House, which is the Hyatt House. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, and I met him, and he was really big. You know, like, and I'm not trying to say, you know, no, like, you know, and Etta was really big at the time before she had her opera, you know, that, and man, when they played, I never heard two voices so huge. And then the other thing is that they were standing in front of me and it was a total eclipse of the room. Oh shit. <laughs> you see two backs. <laughs> they were that like, but man, the voices. And, and that night, uh, Richard Pryor was there at the show and um, the guy who was married with children. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah Al Bundy. Because and, and, I walked upstairs and, and Richard Pryor was in a wheelchair and Al Bundy was standing next to him. And I, was, I, was just, I was in awe, you know, awe because Richard Pryor has, always, has been one of my, you know, my heroes, just like Muhammad Ali and Willie Mays. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, Sports figures. Well, I mean, we just listened to that. Well, yeah, depends on the sport. sport. Well, yeah, the people, yeah, well, the people were a sport. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> Bob, it's true. It is <laughs> very, very <laughs> true. <laughs> like your little reset. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pull over. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me about the new album, Bobby. Um, there, okay. Being a bass player, if, if you YouTube me, if you go, like go to YouTube and go mm-hmm. Bobby, have you done that? Of course. Well, no, I'm just asking. I don't know. Of course, I, man. And I've been scared. So what happens is, I play, and, and I haven't put any of that stuff up. Other people has put that stuff up, right? And then people go, "Boy, look at that! That's that guy can noodle, right?" No, 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 I know, but wait, so yeah. I go, okay. okay. But the thing is, is that it's not noodles because if you listen to songs, then all your all songs are noodles because you take this bowl of noodles and then what spice do you put? Where do you punctuate it? Where do you extend that? Mm-hmm. So verse, chorus, bridge, write out. How do you put those together? Right? Yeah. So that's what, so when people... So if you listen to what you got, it's all my experiences of my DNA 
well, just 90 songs. There's so many different others, so much other stuff. But here's different flavors of, yeah. of music. And so um, this when I went to go play with uh, play blues, I, ne- I never played the blues before. Um, I got the gig with Paul Butterfield. <laughs> OK. OK. And I never, I never had the blues. But after I finished playing with Paul. Right. I got that ish, how to maybe kind of do it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the gig's over. Mm. So that gig's over. What happens is if you go slow forward, but fast forward, mm-hmm. you start to realize that now that's part of your DNA because it, it had, it sunk into me. Mm. But I don't, I don't have anywhere to put it. So by the time I got to play with Etta, I got another shot of that, but another flavor. Right. So now guess what? There's that color, or you can say that style, because I'll never say that I play a style. People come up to me and they go, Hey man, you know, I play blues. All right, cool. Man, I play rock and roll. Okay. Well, I play jazz. And I go, you know, (laughs) they go, they go, well, you play. And I say, yeah. And they go, what do you play? I said, I play music. Hell yeah, you do. And I said, yeah, I said, after it's done, then they name it. Well, I, the name is to, so that they can sell it. Well, yeah. What do you think about well, no, genre? No, no, no. The name is, is that now they know what to call it. Right. I don't say, yes, this is a, this is a blues jam. Here we go. You're banging you. But if you play it and it turns out to be what it is and now they name it, now it's that. Because I, I won't say that it's, it's one of those or that. Right. For me. And so, and I would never say that I know how to play the blues. I know how to play jazz. I know how to play rock. I know how to play country and western. No, I might be able to imitate some feelings and feels and get under and support these people. And that's what I do. So how do, like, how would somebody go about like hiring you if they're like, I want to, you know, a jazz basis how would how would they hire you if you're if that's not kind of how you how would they know how would they know that that's what that they want you they would want me because they would probably first of all they would think that i don't know what they would think because if i knew that we probably wouldn't even be talking (laughs) (laughs) no i get i get where he's coming from like if if you're labeling the art that's coming out of you then it's Okay, so if I said, here I am, I'm Bobby Vega, and I sure like to play with you. And they go, okay, well, can you play jazz? And I'm going to go, what kind of jazz? Can you give me an example of what you guys are playing? Because it might be Egg Foo Young. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I don't call it jazz or whatever. I say jazz is Egg Foo Young or whatever. So who knows? Because uh, when I played with Ronnie Laws, I, I did a thing with Ronnie Laws and played and did a record with Hubert Laws. I got to play on a track with Hubert Laws on his record. And what happened was, is in, in those times, those were jazz musicians, mm-hmm. you know, Ronnie Laws, Hubert Laws. And what they were, what a lot of different people were doing was they were getting R&B or funky bass players to play in their jazz things. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how fusion kind of got mm-hmm. right. And, and so there's different offshoots that I can, what I think is what happened, but it's just my observation. Right. I'm not a, and so 
you know, when you get people playing uh, like jazz players, when they try to play funk or soul music, it turns into boogaloo because their feel is doesn't have that. Hey, give me a drink. You know, it doesn't have that. Right. That, that soul, that sexiness. It's, it's, it's a little different. You know, it's not that, that but it turns into boogaloo. It's like, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's that, oh, take back. Right, it, it ain't that kind of. Fun. And then when when the the other jazzers start to try to play rock and roll, it turns into fusion. It's like a race, and they're playing all this intricate stuff really fast because they don't know how to go. Wind me up. They don't have that grit. So these are all the different offshoots of them imitating different fields. Now we have all these new musics, all these diverse, right, extra so pieces. It comes down to attitude then. It all comes down to attitude. Yes. Isn't it? I, well, we were just talking about that. Halloween, Halloween started out to be a fun thing, and now it's an attitude because everybody every day is Halloween yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, man. Yeah. You know, when you said, oh, look at your outfit, I said, man, no, that's not where we dressed. That wasn't a costume for Halloween. How <laughs> people run around? It's Halloween every day. It's, man, you know what? I think that the, what you're saying about the different styles of music, it, I never thought about it like that. I never thought that, like, the style of music came from the attitude of the person playing it. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I like, if we're speaking English now, right. I'm a historian in music because I can break down different things and I can actually parallel them and, and open them up to you and you go, Holy shit. I never thought about that. Yeah. Right. Well, sure. And, and it's about what, you know, what topics with, with what culture, if you're talking about America and if you're talking about world music in general, cause it is about culture. Right. Yeah. And what they, how, how they grew up, what they were going through, whether it was country and Western soul music, mm -hmm. blues or rock and roll or jazz. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. So with something like you say, I, I didn't know how to play the blues. Right. But then you played with whomever and you get that feel from them. And after that, you can emulate that thing. You know what that feeling is. It, yeah. Like, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, no, I just wonder. Is it, it's because like, technically, I, I guarantee you could have played the blues. You know a pentatonic blues scale on your bass. Like, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Know, I don't know how to read music. I still play it by ear. Wow. What? Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I'm picking up some picks. Oh no, it's all good. I'm. You just yeah. blew my mind for real. Yeah, I play by ear. Totally by ear. So when you go in a studio and you're with a band that you've never played with before and they have charts, you just go for it. You say, what key no, are we in? No, what are no, we doing? No, 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 because it depends who I'm working with. Okay. And if they, they want me because they know that I have a feel mm-hmm. and I have sounds, then they'll go, okay, and I'll do a rehearsal with them. And I'll do it that. But if it's like, okay, we got a session, here's the chart. I'm screwed. And my part might just go, and if it's written, I'll go, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because I won't be able to do it. Wow. Because that doesn't transfer to music. But me, see, I just remembered what I just said to you. by, And so I can do that. Oh, my God. And then I can, I can go ahead. I mean, there's so many different things. And it's up to each individual to put it together because that's how you're going to be an individual instead of, you know, doing what somebody else did and somebody else did. After a while, you'll get into your own thing. But what do you like? I mean, in the long run, I'm going to be the better me than anybody else can be me. Well, I mean, you've definitely excelled at that. I, I, (laughs) That, but, but that's what everybody kind of did. Like, uh, uh, without trying to say anything, no, if not. you look at all the groups that you like, mm-hmm. they did what they knew how to do. Get those guys out of that band and see what else they can do. Most of the time, they know how to, like, the Colonel, fry chicken one way. Right. Mm, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Most of everybody, not everybody, so I don't want to say that. Yeah. That, you know, well, that Bobby Vegas full of shit, he done said that. Man, that ain't right. Well, I... Has there ever been a time in your career that you've taken a hiatus or a break from music? Well, I, I wouldn't say my career. I would say in my life. Okay. <laughs> you took a break because, from your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, that, that's what it's been like. Dude, I didn't think that this was a career. And if it was, boy, was I stupid for doing this. Right. Because it wasn't a kind of thing about, you know, money. Right. Right. Like. If, if now, if you know, if there's anybody that wants to manage me or whatever, here, come with me, take your percentage, man, pimp me out. We'll make a bunch of money, but I can't sell myself. Has, has it, has it seriously, has it consistently been a struggle? No, it's not a struggle. It's just life. Mm, yes, it is. Wow. That's a, that's beautiful. That is. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to just find your balance and then be okay with it. You gotta realize that it isn't your fault, isn't the way that I look. It's not because I can't, you know, my breath or my car. You know, sometimes there just isn't any work. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not communicating the right way, even though you are, because people don't want to hear you. It's in the wrong environment. You know, what do you do then? Do you quit? Do you get a translator? Or do you pull back and keep on playing? I I, I would say for me, I'd pull back and keep on playing, man. 
Well, unfortunately, I have, but it, so the answer kind of the question. So I don't, I, I sometimes I feel like I need a mop in a bucket because no, I'm all over. You're good, man. I stopped. I took a break because I wanted to quit playing, but I realized that I didn't want to quit playing. I wanted to stop dealing with people. Mm. The business. Yeah. Mm, okay. Our, our fan big fans or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Because after a while, you're getting it from both sides. Is, is there a way to do that? Is that possible? What do you mean to do what? To, to, to get away from that and continue to play? Yeah. Just turn everything off. Mm. I guess it goes, comes back to attitude and perspective then again. I don't, I mean, you see, that's the other thing. English attitude. Oh, that could be a bad word. Yeah. Yeah. Those connotations. Oh, bigger, man. He's conceited. Oh, he's full of himself. He's got an attitude. Well, man, what can you do then? It's, it's okay because to play or to do anything, you have to have some kind of confidence yes. of your shirt to be able to go bang and then be uninhibited to not think about what these people are looking at. Is because it- when you when you're okay. You're not thinking about that. Everything goes away. You're just going, ah, bang, and you're letting it out. You know, you're letting it the fuck out, whether it's the good, bad, the ugly, whatever that is, all this stuff. And after it, you're done. You're spent. You're, your adrenaline's up, and you don't know what happened. So, like, at what point in your life did you realize <laughs> yeah did you realize that you were playing out your feelings because i don't think that comes like immediately like no no, no, no you, you that's what i mean it takes time to to develop to, no 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 to realize what it is yes uh, and so it was oh, okay wait was that recent was that kind of like i'm just trying to gain perspective so. on on like how long you've had that kind of mentality in, you know, you, you, you have all these things right at the start, but you don't know what they are, mm. but you're not thinking about what they are because what has that got to do with anything? It's yes. time to go play. Woo-hoo! You know, yeah. <laughs> you go. And, and why does anybody like it? Well, what is it? My ass. Is it my concho belt? Is it my guitar? Is it because I sweat? You know, what is it? Yeah. Are, are, why aren't people coming? Is it because of my concho belt? Is it because I smoke cigarettes? <laughs> is it yeah. because I don't care because I don't look at the audience? But that's the other thing. You know, there's it, whatever that it takes somebody to, to do that. There's no wrong way. If somebody goes, I'm going to make this audience love me or like me. And if that's their insensitive and they're be able to do that, grab those people and bring them to get that, to will that to them. You can't say that that's wrong. That's what it takes for them to do that. Yeah. That's, so that's their different. it. That's their it. They or, have, or, or, yeah. get to it. You mentioned a while back about, you know, have, having a mentor. Did you have any mentors in your life that, that helped you come up? I've had, you know, what happens now without trying to sound too odd or I need a glass of cranberry juice because I'm on my period. <laughs> um, is there's some people that are still alive and I call them up and I go, you know what, man, thank you. They go, are you all right? 
I go, no, man, you know, you let me play. And I didn't know what any of this was. I said, I was like the karate kid. They go, yeah, what the f- you're not going to kill yourself. You're not going to hurt yourself. Are you? <laughs> this goes to that. And I'm going, and, and my side, I'm going to my inside. I'm going, man, can't a motherfucker say thank you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm just saying thanks, I'm just man. being anyway, grateful. Because I, I, I couldn't see it then. I didn't know how to say thank you, even though I was being kind. Or, you know, I didn't go, hey, man, man, fuck you. Later. It was like, all right, later. Yeah, we did what we're supposed to. Cool. Next. No, man. I got to play with, okay, here. I got to play Green Onions with Booker T. I got to play At Last with Eddie James. I got to play What Is It with Tower of Power. I got to uh, do I just want to make love to you with uh, uh, Lydia Pence and Cold Blood. I got to do uh, White Rabbit with Paul Kantner and, you know, and all that. And I got to, you know, uh, I mean, I, I've played songs with the people that actually wrote them and did them. Right. Wow. So I learned how to play music from those people. So that's what, what you got is it's all these stuff out of my DNA that are these feels and different things. Yeah, it's, it's not their stuff, but it's how I put it together. And it's all these different styles, our phrases, our feelings coming from me and this kind of thing. Like there's the last song on there. It's called Happy You, Happy Me. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I play ukulele on it. And the guitar player plays upright bass. <laughs> and, the, and the premise of the song is when you're with somebody, if you're happy, I'm happy. Right. Because if you're with somebody and they're happy and you dig them or love them, man, that's the best. It's like, cool. You know, (laughs) so happy you happy me. And it's short. It's like a minute and 46 seconds. Hey, it's done. Whoopee. (laughs) I'm happy. Happy you happy me. And that's how you leave them. (laughs) Right. You know, and and so all these other songs, you know, they're all these different things in my life, like the skunk train. Okay. There's a train in Mendocino County called the Skunk Train. Did you up to the Skunk Train? No. So there's a Skunk Train. And when I was a kid, you know, in the fifth grade, fourth grade, I went to the Columbia Park um, Boys Club, right? And what they did is they sent all the kids that didn't have money to Camp Mendocino. And the Skunk Train would go to Mendocino and I'd see the Skunk Train. About four years back, I did this party for uh, Lagunitas, and at the end of the year, they would have a, a, a party for the, on this train. And so I got invited to play, so we'd play on the steam engine train. Everybody's going, drink and eat, woohoo, and I'm playing on the skunk train. So, this, so that's why if you listen to skunk train, it goes, all aboard, skunk train. And that's what it's about. Because, and so that's the feeling of, Right, and you're on the train, everybody's going, ah, they're drinking and smoking and eating. Skunk train right? sounds like a party the, train. Yeah, skunk train sounds all right. And then the skunk train, right? So, I, so that's why that's why the skunk train came. So, oh, so um, all these, go ahead. No, I, w- I want to finish your thought. No, that's, I'm just saying, so that's what all these songs are ish on this oh. thing are about things that happened in my life that I put to music. 
yeah. our feeling. Why, why but, at this time, like what, what was it the, the thing that created or the catalyst that, that created this um, CD? It's kind of goofy because I, you know, like if I was trying to make money, the wrong thing was to do is to try to sell music. <laughs> Yeah. I've heard that quite a bit, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. So, so for me, if this thing goes ravioli, we can eat. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. So, but, you know, um, but the, this is my feelings. And this is, to me, I'm, I grew up in the Bay Area, played with all these different people. Jefferson Wheelchair, Jefferson Starship, right? Yeah. Quicksilver, <laughs> right? Well, blah, blah, blah with Barry Milton, Nick Ravenitis, all so many people, it sounds like a name drop, but this is how I learned to play all these feels, not mm-hmm. styles. I'll call them feels of music. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what they're about. That's what, uh, if you listen to uh, uh, the gel, jellyfish run with you, Gush, uh, which is say, Hey, I, I love dedicated. that one. Well, that's, that's dedicated to Willie Mays. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, Say Hey, number 24. He's a Say Hey kid. Right on. Yeah, and I used, and I used to go to the baseball game and watch him play, right? Back in the 60s. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's how far back that goes and go, oh, wait. Say Hey, right? So that's what that is. What, what about Willie Crackers Mays. and Chaos? Okay, what I was paying homage to Larry Graham, <laughs> right? And, and so, I, so I used... Um, this bass, which is a 71 jazz bass with black tape strings. Right, it's got that kind of funky sound, right? Yeah, easily yeah, kind of thing. Right, so I, so I started playing this group that I was inspired by him to play. And then, so we did drums and bass first. And I went, wow, man. So I gave it to my friend Chris Rossback. He played some guitar on it. And then I went, eh. He played great. The solo's killing. And then I played guitar. And after I played guitar on it, it became chaos. <laughs> so it was crackers and chaos. <laughs> I love it, man. No, but that's what, see that, but that's how, that's how this shit goes. Yeah, you know? It's great. It's like, it's happy. It's like real. It's experiential and it's fun. It's. No, thank you. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's what it is because, you know, it's music is so soulfully sad, but so have joyful at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's what all this stuff is. It's it's like all of a sudden I start talking about it, all of a sudden my voice I start sound like Catherine Hepburn. I started like I'm gonna cry. It's like shit. You know? Well, I mean, you, I, you say that it's feels, and yeah. and that's life. Life is feels. No, that's right. So how? So are you going to do it by writing? Are you going to do it? By playing sports, are you going to do it in your mm. art? Are you going to do it in writing books? Are you going to do it by cooking? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to do it by running or doing yoga? What are you going to do with it? That's what all this is about. It's how you get your art out, or how which you got passion for. Wow, it's a it's a journey to figure that out. I think for most people, I know I, I, it took me 40 some odd years to figure out what I wanted to do. What, what felt right for me. It took me a long time, man. And, and like you said, I I'm realizing that it's not about what I thought it was when I first started doing it. It's, it's something completely different. And you know, 
it's a unfolding and to have 67 years worth of life on this planet you've gone through a lot of different phases with what that thing is i'm sure what it is i'm 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 blessed lucky fortunate but i worked at it too but the thing is, is if it wasn't for my instrument i wouldn't have had these experiences right you would have had different experiences well no that's i was a garbage man i would have probably had the same mouth but a whole different (laughs) different way of (laughs) it flying (laughs) out it's just personality, right? It, it, you know what I mean? It, it's our yeah. soil that we grew up in. Yeah. It seems like it's, you've learned a lot of things through hindsight or reflection, right? Like, because one thing that you said earlier was about confidence, you know, like you, you got to have confidence to put yourself out there in the first place, whether you think you're good or not, it doesn't matter, but you have to have the confidence to do it. How do you, how do you, how can you help somebody get, gain that confidence? What kind of advice would you give somebody to like, you know, you just, muster you it gotta, up? Yeah. You just got to go do it. That's it. Just do it. No. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, you'll never get a chance to hone it or to see the different ways of, of how to, how to set up, how to present yourself. I mean, if you look at, if you go backwards, you look at all the old actors, they were sent to finishing schools. You know the right etiquette, how to hold themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Books, right? How do? Guess what? That's part of playing too. If you want to get into it, really. Yeah, you know what the difference between a great solo and a good solo is? What? Ten feet. You go to the front of the stage and you show them what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But now, can you pull it off to do that? Yes. And that's where no, that, your skill and your yeah, so, everything else comes in. Well, no, I'm scared every time I go to play, really? but I don't think about it. And if I do, I get scared. And then somebody goes, oh, man, forget that stuff. And you know what I say to them? I say, you know what? Stop. And they go, man, look, all you got to do, man, would you stop? But, you know, man, look, do me a favor. And they go, what? I said, just count the fucking song off. <sighs> and when they count the song off, it all goes away. Mm. It's like a switch or something, like something just. Well, now, now I'm in that not a danger zone, but it's a dangerous place. But I'm safe. Wow the the um the band that's right behind me, Fish, their guitar player actually said that very thing that you just said. He said, um, "Inside the jam, I'm safe." Well, that's right because this damn audience will kill them, let alone all the drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the other all the other things that you like too much right mm-hmm. yeah bobby can you tell me a little bit about playing with mickey hart yeah i owe, I owe so much to mickey and i've never really got a chance to even say to him but he taught me about sound and about environment and just so many things how how but, so well when you go and have an experience, whatever that it is, when you're in that environment and you n- couldn't afford that environment of that, that soil or that, you would never know that that world exists. Yeah, mm. that's true. So, so, so the thing of sound, you know, to me, the Grateful Dead had the, the, 
best boombox as far as sound system and sound. And the industry owes so much because they're the ones that pushed the envelope to get the stuff to sound that good, which now is available on the market instead of not, it wasn't available when they were putting the money to get it done. Yeah. If you look at Phil, Phil S. Jack Cassie, they were the first ones to have onboard electronics on their instruments back in late 60s, early 70s. Now everybody has EQ and electronic preamps and stuff in their instruments. That's because Jack Cassidy and Phil Lesh. Are you talking about like uh, Phil's um, mission control base, the Osiris base? Yeah, whatever you want to call that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but what I'm saying is, is that you see, so with the great mics and the sounds, you know, like if you take the top of a drum and if you went this way and went clockwise, Right. This once, and if you go counterclockwise, well, the sound was so clear that I can tell if it was going counterclockwise oh, wow. or clockwise. Oh shit! Because of the imaging of the circle that you can see, because sound. Without trying to say that, you know, I just had lunch with Santa Claus, and can I give my unicorn some water? <laughs> Is that when it images up, you can see the sound. It yeah, doesn't yeah. take ass the sound it takes the stuff to line up so you can actually identify what that is yeah i think i think mickey actually lives in that world 24 7 well well that and that's the environment that i'm totally grateful for him to share with me at the time to that that's part of my dna too so you didn't you didn't go to school but you've had teachers your whole life music school I, yeah, I, I got to. But yeah, but I, I don't know how to read music. Or I, I can write it by playing it. Mm-hmm. I can't write it by writing it down. Mm, okay. Right. Um, yeah. And I observed and absorbed, and, and then it became part of me. Do you feel like you're fortunate? Well, I'm, yeah, you can. I woke up today. I know a lot of dead, you know what? No shit, <laughs> man. <laughs> And I know a lot of people that can't do what they used to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, as you get to a certain age, you know, did you, did you ever go to the movies a lot? Yeah. When I was a kid. Sure. Okay. So when you went to the movies, what, what did, when you went into the show, not the theater, when you went into the lobby, did they have posters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And what did it say on the poster? Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> Usually. That's right. So guess what? If you live long enough, you're going to die or something's going to happen to you. You just don't know when or why. It's coming, it's coming soon. soon. <laughs> no shit, man. <laughs> and the older you get, the sooner it's going to be. <laughs> and you don't know when it's coming. So. Wow. Damn, Bobby. Hey, now, man. Now, if you get any of this material now, remember now, give me credit. You, no, <laughs> yeah, you get full credit in the liner <laughs> notes. thousand percent. No, we're going to... You and I are going to get together later and we're going to, and then I'm going to do some ha ha and some things because this is what's happening. That's, 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 this is just another side of reality, but who's reality? Yeah. I, I guess right now it's ours. Well, I'm sharing it with you. Yeah. I, don't know gonna <laughs> I guess we're all in it together right now. <laughs> well, if it, if it sells, we can eat ravioli. Because, okay. you know, <laughs> I'll make a beautiful plate of ravioli for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, there you go. So, you know, that's the whole, 
the whole biscuit. <laughs> so Bobby, so that you can have some ravioli, where do, where do people go to get the music if they want to buy it or stream it or all that stuff? What's funny is I got a thousand CDs after doing this. So I got like a thousand corn dogs. Now, how do I sell them? Right. Yeah. You got, you, know what I mean? you got yeah. a website. You know, well, no, I, right. But then if they say, oh, no, you can't sell them on a website. Nobody goes out. Oh, you got to sell them on Facebook. Oh, nobody goes on Facebook. And then, <laughs> you know, and then, you know what they're doing, right? They're, they're on, they go, man, I ain't going to buy that shit. I'm going to see it on YouTube. I can get it for nothing. I don't want to buy that thing and carry that thing around. It, you know, it, 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 but, you know, I have to take my hat off and say thank you to Little Village, right? And Jimmy Pubes, I've known Jimmy for years, and it gave me an opportunity to play music and to be able to let this out of my system, my, my soul, yeah. not my system. It wasn't <laughs> driving crazy because if I didn't do it, hopefully I'd still be here. Yeah. You know, and, and nobody would be judging or going, oh man, he's old. He can't play or man, that car's really good or whatever they're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's out of my, I just hope they like, it. and if they don't, it's okay. There's a whole bunch of other stuff they can like. Bobby, man, I, I, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to expect when I put it on and, all three of us like independent not knowing came to each other and were like have you listened to that fucking cd yet holy shit man well, it's it's amazing brother and i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass like for no, real no, it's you, great there's nothing to blow up man. yeah <laughs> but if, if there's ways that you can figure out how to like be able to you know sell it or give it because that's the other thing is to turn people on to it if, if they want it like here if they want to support me and I hate saying that because I hate the, the go fund me. I call it go fuck me or whatever. Right. You know, it's, you're asking people for something. It's yeah. like, no, you know, have some pride and some dignity, right? Do I have, do I get to keep some of that or not, you know, try to sell myself, you know? So the great part about it is, is that I did it and I'm not depending on it. So I won't get thrown out of my house mm. if I don't sell it. But if I do sell it, It'll let me allow me to maybe uh, press it to final and do, and do liner notes and bonus tracks. Okay, I got you. Right on. So, but I would, you know, so if you can figure out a way how to sell it, I have a thousand corn dogs or CDs and <laughs> for the life of me. You know, like somebody's going to, yeah, man, you know what you got to do? You got to go on the road. And it's like, oh, man, you I mean put five guys or four guys together and then guess where that corn dog money is going to go if it, yeah. it's the corn dog. So. You'd be selling, you'd be selling just the stick. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, have the stick. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But anyway, who knows? I'm just going to... So no, no, no shows coming up or anything, nothing live. No, because I mean, in all honesty, if somebody wanted to put together a show, I would go do it. But the last thing I'd want to hear is that I didn't draw or nobody showed up or I can't oh. pay. You. We didn't I make any you. money. You're done with that. Yeah. You're done with that game. <laughs> well, you- it's not a game. It's like I already, you know, I had all I could stand. It. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's part of the stuff where you go, I was saying to you, were, it's like, I never wanted to quit, but I, I, I've always will play music, but I don't, I'm tired of, of the business of that part of the thing. It's yeah. not my fault. I can't, you know, one time I went to Germany and they go, man, you got 5,000 followers on Facebook. Where are they? I said, I don't even know those people. No shit. 
Mm. It's a, it's strange. But, and I'm in Germany. What am I supposed to do? They're all going to fly to Germany, come over and eat bratwurst. <laughs> We're going to meet Bobby Vega in, in Germany for so, yeah, Oktoberfest. You know, in Germany too. That's, you know, you know, it's the most friendliest language. They always sound like they're going to kick your butt, but they like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby, it's a it's a pleasure to talk to you, it man. Really Thank is. you. Thank you for doing this with us, brother. I really do I, appreciate it. I you know, you're welcome and uh hey, hey. if you got any idea, you know, you got the number or the, you know, my information. Uh, there you have it, folks. Like, you, you know what, man? I I really do like everybody that's listening should at least go buy one of these CDs. Absolutely. It's it's it, you know, I don't have to say that it's awesome for you guys to know that it's amazing well, well you know what's good about it they can go on youtube and go eh, i don't think so or else you know what he's all right i'll give him his money yeah yeah, yeah man i'm because you know, you know they, they still don't have to buy it they can give it to their uncle or their grandma but, <laughs> you know what i mean bobby you know like you're doing you're actually doing something you're you're creating music and so we were talking a moment ago. You're like, I don't want to beg or ask people, but like, there's what about exchange? You know, there's an even exchange. If someone's well, they're used to a barter you- thing. You barter like that's what what you got's about too. Hey man, I fix cars. Oh yeah, well I play. Well, can you come down and play for me? All right, I'll come out play for you. you fix my car. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. Know what I mean, are you going out to the market? Are you you know you you teach their kid how to play, or you know you have an instrument and go. Oh, well, your, your child wants to play. You can't afford it here. Well, I'll let you borrow this. And if they like it, I'll, I'll call and make some calls and try to get you one. Yeah. There's that old school heart, soul. You know, the other day, man, it almost made me cry. I was in uh, Costco. Uh, I got in line and, and this lady goes, are you going to buy something? I said, I said, yeah. I said, but it's okay. Go ahead. And she went ahead. She goes, what, what do you want? I said, no, I got it. I said, I need to buy two hot dogs. She bought me two hot dogs. She goes, no, put your money away. I said, damn, my eyeballs almost welled up. My hair on my arms stood up. I said, so so just uh, that uh, people just being kind and they don't know you or or whatever. And and it was a person that you would never think that they would do that. Wow. And that's what it's all about. It's not trying to get that down. So that kind of stuff, right? That, that life stuff of yeah. bartering or assisting somebody and then you have something and stuff, right? That that goes a lot further. Or even, you know what? Having a job. You know? True. What What's a job? You know? If, at, at my, what, what, you know, what's my job? Okay, well then I just, how, how can somebody hire me? Would somebody hire me? Yeah. Is there a way for that? I, after listening to the CD, I can't imagine. Yeah, not. I can't imagine you're not working all the time. Yeah. Well, then here, no, no simple right road. Yeah. Well, then here, y'all be my manager. I'll give you guys what 25, 25 We'll start at twenty five percent. We get the stick. All right, all right. I'm, I'm on it. Because <laughs> what? Twenty five percent of nothing. Right. Hey, hey, we got that now. Yeah. As management say, I'm soaking in that too, would you? <laughs> right wow. on Bobby Bobby you're rad thank you so much man I needed this lighthearted, sweet um very introspective conversation you can be silly all day but you really drop some bombs it's like some wise um bombs in there from just your living your life and I just want to say thank you for that well yeah yeah no you didn't sneeze yeah <laughs> right on brother we'll talk to you soon right. man you take care of yourself 
I'm working on it. You all too. Thank all right, you, man. Bobby. Talk to you later, brother. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, Dennis McNally has a perfect track record with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, what you mean, I'm, I'm and, here. and 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 a lot of times, like he's given us like Big Steve and Donna and stuff like that, but. He sent us a lot of other things that stuff that we have that no we had clue no, about. We'd had no clue about. That we would have never. Well, first of all, Little Village itself. Yeah, we would have never heard of Little Village and what Pew and um uh what's his name? Give me that. It's on the back here. of the CD. And um, Kid Anderson. Kid Anderson. Yeah. What they're doing over there? Like we would have never been in the dark with that. And. Since then, I would uh, more than a handful of artists that we've had on have just opened up our world. But it's a and it's been a certain kind of rad human being that they're gathering around them over there. It's really kind of amazing. Yeah, what, it, it, he kind of reminded doing. me that his style and reminds his, me of your family. Well, it definitely reminds he looks like one of my uncles, but he it reminds me of when we had Maurice Tanyon and he had these just kind of oh, insights yeah. of just like being in the industry That's and like That's sad to me that like the the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the pillars of the music scene, these guys that have been doing it for you know 30, 40 years have had these illustrious careers, have played with, you know, everybody under the sun, that they're like, you know, he's 67 years old now, mm-hmm. Bobby is, and he's like, I am done with that scene. It's with the too, business. It's with too, the business. Yeah, it's too bad that it, that's... It sours that's, people that yeah, way. Yeah, that it's, they're not like, yeah, man, I'm glad I did this, and you know what, now I know how to work in this business, and it, I'm, I figured it out, and, I, you know... You know, you know, from working for corporate, um, things are not what they seem. No, things are not what they seem when you're when you're in a specific industry. If you're outside of that industry, it's hard for you to know the inner workings because you're just like like what he was saying about environment. If you've never had the privilege or the ability to go somewhere that you never even heard about. How will you know anything about that environment? Right. And so same thing with industry. If you've never worked inside of an industry as a career, such as the music industry, and and you've got all these ideas of what it is. No, it's not. You don't, you don't know what, what it is and how tiring or exhausting it could be to look, even if say, say, um, Bobby was making millions of dollars. Touring would still suck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have a nice, okay, things could be a lot easier. But what I mean by that is like, you're still not waking up in your bed. No. Every night. Oh yeah. You're, you're still, still traveling. Still touring. You still have to bring the people into it's the room. Still you still, you know what I mean? And so that is, that's a challenge. Yeah. And it's a challenge in every industry, not just the music industry. And the longer you're in the industry, the more frustrating it can be. <laughs> I guess so. You know? Well, he's still an artist yeah he's you know what i mean he's still creating and making incredible music go go give a listen to bobby vega's what you got it's uh it's out on the streaming platforms and i i would say if you dig it and and you know you you play it more than once 
go hook up Bobby. Throw him him a little cash and buy a CD from him, man. I know that most of us don't have CD players, but... He doesn't want to ask, but we'll ask on his behalf. Yeah, we're asking on his behalf. We're his new managers, (laughs) and we get 25%, Bobby, so... Well, um, no, I think that that's, you know, we just need to be reminded that in this society where we all have to still eat and buy clothes and whatever... When you're consuming whatever it is, you know, somebody made your delicious donut or a podcast or a podcast or Mm. a song or whatever. It's really cool to get monetary value back. It doesn't always have to happen. Sometimes, you know what you they play a song and they see someone crying and they really getting it. That's enough payment. You know what I mean? It depends. It depends on what's going on. But if you can financially help somebody with in supporting their craft, that is one of the best ways to support art. Mm-hmm. That's how art continues to yeah. be put out into the world is by people being supported otherwise, to then, create art. Otherwise, otherwise then they got to get a job. The yeah. And then when are you going to make your art? You're not going to. You can't. So there's that. What you got? What you got? <laughs> All that's, right, everybody. That's the name of the CD, What You Got by Bobby Vega. It is brought by Little Village out in um, San Fran and... We hope that you all loved it. And look at this graphic design, Maurice Tanny. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Well, it's, right a, it's a little village. They're all working it really together. Is. All right, everybody. We will be back next week with, on Monday with more stuff and things. And uh, until then, why don't you take care of each other? Yeah. Smile at a stranger. Safety third, hydrate. And support your local musicians. And what you got. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.